Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to episode four of Chillin' with Kofi. I got a great guest, and we're going to learn a lot about sneakers and sneaker culture and, and shoes. And I think those are all the same things, but I think I'm going to find out later. <laughs> our, our guest today is Michael Sykes. How you doing? Yo, bro, I'm good. Thanks for having me on. I'm really here. I'm really here to talk to talk trash about the uh, the PS5 drop. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> oh, okay. We'll we'll just do that uh that hard detour, it, whatever. But Sykes is uh the host of the new show Special Delivery. You can get that on the USA Today Sports YouTube channel. He has his newsletter Kicks You Wear. He's also one of the best karaoke tambourine players in the country. Sykes, tell them about yourself. Also, where can they find you on the internet? Yeah, man. I am Mike Sykes. I'm a sneakerhead. I like sports. I'm a Wizards fan, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> you can find me on the internet at Mike D. Sykes on Twitter, Instagram, and pretty much everywhere else that I live on the internet. Uh, I think that's, I mean, that's really where I'd be active at. So if you, if you want to get at me, then that's where you hit me. Now, this podcast episode is going to be so interesting because you, you're the sneaker expert and I have never really cared not cared but i've never really like immersed myself into yeah. that culture into that aspect or whatsoever so i want to learn a little bit more about it and i want to ask you first what first kicked off your love for sneakers and do you have a specific shoe that you remember kickstarting off the passion man uh the thing that really got me into this was listening to wale coming up bro like i i i probably give wale credit for too much of my existence at this point but <laughs> <laughs> but the uh the real reason why I'm into sneakers is because like he rapped about it so much and like coming up like I ain't really I wasn't really into kicks until like I was 12 or 13 years old and just listening to him rap about like dunks and jays and and whatever it was just like dope like that was the dopest shit ever to me and I was just like yo like I really I got to I got to get into this so I get the the Nike talk popping. I get on the uh, Nike ID every day after school, create my own little custom dunks. Like I'm broke, so I'm not buying none of it, but like I'm seeing it and I'm taking <laughs> it in and, and it's cool. And then um, I think it was in, in the 10th grade, like I pulled together my little coins from cutting grass and, <laughs> and shoveling snow <laughs> or whatever. And, um, and I bought my first pair of J's the, uh, with my own money. Um, the Aqua, the Aqua 8s in 2007, I think that's those seven, right? Wow. I, you don't know. Um, yeah, <laughs> so, so I, I, I copped them and, and like, at that moment it was like, yo, like, that's the, that was the feeling, that's the feeling I still got today, really, when I, when I buy kicks, like, it's like, damn, these are fly as hell. And I, and I bought them, flex. I remember the Wale song, uh, what was it, Nike Boots? Yeah. Is that, oh yeah. God. Don't get me into my Wale bag on this podcast, bro. We, you you can if you want. I'm a, nah, I'm a, nah, I like nah. Wale a little bit, not as much as you do, but I know that <laughs> we all can't be historians on a, a floor, and you know. Uh, but I do remember the Nike ID website. I don't know if it's still is it still around. So it's called it's called Nike by You now, and okay. and so it's it's the same concept, but really it's way more limited than what Nike ID used to be. Cause bro, oh, you, could, you could literally customize every panel of the shoe right. back then. And, and like now when you're doing like, like just since we're talking about the dunk or since I mentioned the dunk already, the, the Nike by you dunk that uh, came out last week. Um, like they, you were customizing like three panels at a time. Right. So like you would have, yeah. the, the toe and the forefoot all as as one thing, right? Instead of like both of those panels being two different colors, they would just be like the same color. And like, it, it's really a scam for real. Cause back in, <laughs> back in the day, like like you, cause you can't you like it's so hard to make a fly dunk without like doing the colors in in your own special little flavor. And you you couldn't really do that. It was super lim limited. Like it sucked. I loved how we all kind of did that. We all knew about the uh, custom colorizer where uh, you knew that th these Nikes were going to look so good, but you also knew that you were never going to buy them in your life. Bro. 
broke. <laughs> See, my, my folks wasn't doing it. Like nobody was going to buy those. <laughs> my folks look, was look, like, look. "Nah, you got your team, Jordans, boy." <laughs> <laughs> look, look, look. My family, my dad. I love my dad, but he doesn't. He doesn't know about this sneaker <laughs> stuff. He 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 buys. He's bought shoes at Costco before. He's never cared about this, right? <laughs> he's never cared. He's just like, yo, I just love. This. <laughs> he he loves it for uh, like practicality is just like yo these are yeah. my these are my walking around shoes all right these yeah. are my these are my gym shoes all right i'm here so i was never on that um you must get these sneakers to look the coolest in school because i went to my from second grade all the way to the end of high school i went to private school now yeah. up until eighth grade i went to one school and we had uniforms mm, right so yeah. we were all wearing the same thing and but there was also never a Oh, you need to be wearing this shoe, or else we gonna we gonna laugh at you or whatever. Yeah, yeah. High school, I went to a, a mostly like rich white high school, so everybody was wearing like Wallabies and Sperry, and not <laughs> they weren't talking about like you know like foam posits or. So right. I've never had I've never had that like go home to my parents and be like, Bob, I need to buy this so I can stop getting bullied, or you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's part of the experience too, man, for sure. That's how that's how you learn. Yeah, like, cause, cause, like, bro, if you walked into school with like some like, like, I'm gonna tell you, like, I thought my team Jordans were the, the tightest thing ever. Like, I was, I was out here rocking like the Jordan, uh, the nine point fives. Like, they were like a halfway point between like the nine and the ten, and they were. I thought I was shitting on people. Like, I was like. <laughs> Yo, like these new Jays, these just are crazy. Like y'all don't got these, boy. And and then I get to school and they like, bro, what, where? Like, what is this? Like, there's a reason why we don't got them. Yeah, like you, you tripping? Take them off. Don't ever wear them jumps again. Like, I had to go back to my. I think I had like the mellow twos at the time, or, or something like that. Not, and not like the Jordan mellow twos, but like Carmelo Anthony's second shoe. I look I look back at certain shoes that I wore and I knew that if I went to a different school, I would have just got laughed out the I had these <laughs> I had these Converse Elton brand shoes, bro. Bro. <laughs> I wore those for like a two years and nobody said anything. Like nobody cared. Like uh, they let you slide. Yeah, they let that's, me slide. That's pretty tight. Was, that's pretty tight. It was tight. just like I was never like bullied for these like these shoes. And whenever I would play sports. We would have team sneakers. Right, right. We would all get hyper dunks. We all get hyper rises. We all get the the Nike shocks, which I thought were pretty painful. I'm not gonna cap, <laughs> especially after when if you when you had two hour practice and you were running uh monsters and Nike shocks. I you my ankles were on fire every yeah, time coming home, yeah. and then I then I had homework on top of that, so. Yeah, man. I just we would go to um like not Payless, like rack room shoes. Yeah, like one of them. Like we ever I was never a oh, let's go to the Adidas store. Let's go because there wasn't really that kind of store around where uh, where I was growing up. And nobody was like pressing me. And also I'm learning new things about shoe brands because growing up in North Carolina, I I know I'm noticing that shoes are like a regional thing as well. Mm -hmm. Because Growing up, I, I thought that New Balances were only the like fifty year old dad shoes, right? Man, and then then I hear uh, the little Uzi Vert song uh, "Canadian Goose," and he's talking about nine nineties, right? Yeah, and I'm like, oh, so I did a little dive, and I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, bro. I mean, that's a that's a whole that's a whole culture up here. Honestly, and like, yeah, really, like, especially DC, but like, really the the northeastern area of the United States, like, <laughs> New Balance is like New Balance is legit, like a uh, uh, a culture, and there's like a a backstory behind that, but it's there's there's like a legal activity involved, so no. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll leave that we'll leave that offline. All right. <laughs> All right, the next thing I want to kick off is uh, the sneakers app, which uh, I downloaded once but never have entered anything. In, I, I see everybody's pain online about uh, missing out on shoes, and I'm thinking, like, okay, if everybody's missing out on these shoes, 
who's getting these shoes. So why do y'all do this to yourselves every time? And what would you change about the experience? I, I just need to know. Can I just see the paid, all the screenshots? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's really the thrill of the chase, bro. Like, that's what it is. Honestly, because, like, I have, like, a love-hate thing with sneakers where, like, on one hand, it's probably, hands down, it is the best app to have access to exclusive sneaker drops without like without having to go you know stand in line for hours or or like waiting a queue online or whatever like you know immediately whether you got these shoes or not but the downside is you literally never get the shoes <laughs> maybe like <laughs> once or twice a year like you might get these shoes but like at least i ain't spend 30 minutes of my morning waiting on to, to know if I did or not. But but like we we keep coming back because like it's it's a matter of like having the shoe that that you see everybody trying to get on the internet. Like you see this thing on Instagram and and ads or on Twitter or you see like LeBron walking down the the tunnel in it or whatever and it's like yo that that drone is crazy like that's a fire shoe I I got to have it I want that or maybe like there's a nostalgia play where like you you get like a Jordan 4 or something like that and that's a shoe that you had back in the day so you want it again cuz you ran through yours when when you were uh 15 years old or whatever like there are just like sentimental reasons behind it for a lot of people and then some people just kind of Want want them to to just collect them, honestly, and yeah. and like that that's that's fine too. Like that's a that's a fun thing. Like people, you know, they just like to collect stuff. Not even just like shoes. Like some people collect art. Some people collect like cars. Like you know, it's it's one of those kind of hobbies. And then like there are other people who just get on there and buy shoes just to sell them again and and make a profit off. And and those are the people. <coughs> More than often, like, I found myself very irritated with because those are the people who, like, th- that's why I can't get, get these shoes. Or at least one of the reasons why I can't get these shoes. Because you could get them at one value, but that's, you know that people buy them are going to sell them at any other value. And you're like, I don't want it at that value. I want it at the first value. Bro, if I could, if I could get a shoe at retail, like, it, it's almost, it's almost bad enough for me to the point where like I will look at a shoe's resale price like on like StockX or whatever and like be like all right that that's probably going to be the retail like I should consider this the retail value <laughs> and what Nike is selling it for like that's a discount honestly cuz like already <laughs> cuz it's like like otherwise like you're not going to get it like the the street hawker dunks that are going to drop on Thursday or whatever like bro I'm not getting them for 110 like I know I'm not getting them for 110 right but like if I can enter and and maybe I get lucky, then that's a that's a come up. Like that's why people feel like it's a W because otherwise you're 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 gonna pay overpriced for these. It's it's really sad, but that's that's kind of the way it works. I didn't really understand uh, the resale experience until um Popeye's chicken sandwiches. Bro and the PS5. <laughs> when I heard that people were buying all the Popeye chicken sandwiches, which I didn't know that they could do, and then were selling them like outside of the store. I was like, I'm so glad that I'm not interested in sneakers at all. I would be livid every yeah. time. And then what about actually, what about when that five dropped though? What about what, that? What though? I, but that's the thing is that I like I I can if I don't want to if I don't want a Popeye chicken sandwich, I could go eat something else, right? Right. I can't like a PS5 is a PS5. That's different. You know what I'm saying? You could buy and an Xbox, bro. I could, but I don't want to live that way anymore. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> so when the PS5 pre-orders came, I was like, okay, let me not get this pre-order because I don't want this thing at launch. I was like, I don't want this PS5 at launch. I want to wait until the price goes down. Like they're only gonna be like <laughs> three games like give me let me do the pre-orders let me wait a month or two price will like probably drop off a little bit and we're in like i don't know what month we're in but man it ain't no different it ain't it bro i only have one because my roommate found his found two 
because <laughs> he ordered one and then FedEx lost his for like two weeks and then they right. found it again and he was like, all right, I need to, I need someone to take this off my hands. And I was like, uh, fine, I'll do it. Like, I was like, I'll do it. But I could not imagine um, wanting all these shoes and being like, cause I remember East Bay Magazine, right? Yeah, East Bay Magazine. If you want yeah. the shoes, you just you just take them. Yeah, man. Like, bro, you just like, hey, that's really how I used. To, like, you could you could literally walk in the store and just go through the catalog and be like, yo, when are these dropping? All right, save me a pair. Like, you might have a dude up there who right. who would be willing to put a pair aside for you because you asked. Like, that's that doesn't happen anymore. Like, there's just not enough stock. It's it's very rare that you can go in and like find a limited Jordan one on like you're you're just that's just not gonna happen. It it even like a semi-limited run, like you're probably not gonna find that that kind of shoe just sitting in like a, a finish line or a foot locker anymore. Like you're more likely to find some variation of like the Air Max 270 or like a, a bunch of weird looking kind of not really Jordan type Jordans. <laughs> like, like yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, the joints that are not like in the main Jordan line, you know, and it, it's, that kind of is what it is, but like the, the experience, like the only thing that I'm grateful for is that like the, the experience of like waiting in line is, is virtual now. So like, I don't have to go and stand in line at the store and then have, the, the person in front of me be the last person who who actually got to oh, buy. Oh man, I would be I'd be living. Bro, one of one of my homies, he was he was trying. This is a PS5 story. One of my homies, <laughs> he GameStop had like a they had a limited run of of PS5, like when it fresh, right. obviously. And he's like, okay, I know that they're dropping at I, I want to say it was three o'clock. It's like, all right, boom. I'm I'm gonna get up early. I'm gonna wait in line. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull the tent out. Whatever, whatever. Cool. So he's there. Gets up in the morning. Is waiting. They open the store. They're selling them. It seven people are in front of him. Right. They only have seven PS fives. <laughs> he's just like, oh what? No. Like, he gets he gets to the front of the line. He's like, yo. We're sold out. And he's like, what? Y'all are sold out? What do you mean? The, the, we just sold the last one. Like, the person's walking to the car, pulling off. Like, oh. the dude was, like, power walking out of the store, he said. It was, it was crazy. Oh, like, I'm just like, bruh. But, but like, that's, that's just, like, that's kind of the experience, though. Like, that's what, what people would go through with sneakers, which is why when all of y'all were squirming on the internet trying to get your fives or whatever. And I had my, my pre-order sitting pretty on <laughs> myself. I was, I was, I was, I was talking trash. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I'm not going to lie. It, it, I was felt, up. it felt good. Did feel good. Cause every weekend, all these weekends, y'all are like, yo, why you keep trying to, why you keep trying to cop these, cop these shoes off the sneakers app? Yo, did you, did you get those new dunks this weekend? No, and damn well, I ain't get them. <laughs> yeah. Did, did you get that? Did I mean, you get that five? I'm nah. doing that. I did that. I'm not gonna. Uh, that was you me. did it. You did I, it. I, I do it. I got me for you. I got me just for you, <laughs> bro. It'd be killing me. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> Might throw hands. Might throw hands if I see you in this moment. It's now, sick. now, do you think that the the reseller, the kind of shoe selling model changed gradually over time? Or is there like a couple of big incidents where people where companies were like, this isn't the way, let's just like switch over to uh, apps and special drops and just yeah. like that? Yeah, so, I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a mix of a couple of things here. So the um, in 2006, 2006 or 2000. Five, might be a little earlier than that. There were the the SB the Jeff Staple dropped the um the pigeon dunk, right? And right. and like that was one of the biggest sneaker drops of that that decade. Like that shoe was so hype. I can I can like remember and like this is me when I'm like 13, 14 years old. Like I'm 
barely even knowing what what this this culture is and like i'm seeing people go crazy over this shoe on like myspace and nike talk and like <laughs> other, um, other sneaker forms or whatever yeah and it's like some something bad's about to happen here and and lo and behold like people ended up riding over this shoe from that point on like there was there was a sort of a uh it was a change in the culture from from that point on to me. But then in 2009, the Space Jam Jordan 11 dropped. Okay. And I remember there were so many stories about people just getting robbed or people breaking into Foot Lockers trying to get these shoes. And it's like, yo, like, it's 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 getting kind of crazy out here. Same thing happened with the, the Galaxy phone posits in 2012, right? And so, like, you got this six-year period where, like, people are going crazy over these limited drops. Like, they're hitting eBay for thousands and thousands of dollars. Um, you you have these artificially cut um, stock numbers from, from Nike for these shoes to, to kind of gin up this hype. And it all got to a point where <clears throat> it was just it was just getting kind of it was just getting kind of dangerous for, for people to 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 even like go to the store and, and, and try to get these things. It's, it's like people are literally being robbed over over Jordans. Like there was a story about this dude who bought a pair of J's and was shot and killed on his way home. And, Jesus. and yeah, it's, it's just like crazy stuff. And so at that point, something needed to be done. And the answer was the sneakers app. So in 2015. Nike drops this app and they start doing all of their, their limited releases off of it. Like initially it's super wonky. Doesn't really work that well. I mean, a lot of the same things that we could still honestly say about it today, (laughs) but it was effective in not having people, not putting people in danger, right? It was effective in not having people stand outside, having people being watched when, when they're, when they're buying these, these coveted items. Right. And so, yeah, that really, the, the launch of that app really changed the game. And then I think after that, like people would just began to realize that, yo, people really want this stuff, right? People yeah. are really craving these, these sneakers. People are really cra- craving these, um, you know, it, it, it was, it was really just a matter of having an item that, that, somebody else doesn't have. And when you have something like that, you can sell that thing for a, a really nice profit. And people just started doing it. Like you started seeing um, places like StockX, Goat, uh, Grail pop up where you have these massive resale markets that are worth billions and billions of dollars. Um, and they're just peddling billions and billions of dollars of merchandise. And, and it just is kind of, honestly, it's kind of out of control right now. and. I don't really see it kind of reversing anytime soon, but you know, the game is the game. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like that. It'd yeah, just be it like kind of, it just be like that. Like that. That's why. That's kind of why I um I I kind of do what I do. Like my my biggest goals in in kind of talking about sneaker culture the way I do, writing about it, amplifying it, is to help people recognize the the thing that is going on not even just with sneakers but just with commodities in general and how they are being taken advantage of and how uh, how really how people are being taken advantage of because you know somebody might have the means to be able to buy a, a shoe at three or four times the retail price or they may have the means to learn how to create a bot or buy a bot on the internet when yeah. when somebody like a regular dude who is just trying to buy a favorite pair of kicks. They, they don't, you know? And so like, if you, if you shine a light on those disparities, then that kind of rouses people up to, to rail against them. And I'm hoping that at a certain point, enough people rail against this thing that it gets flipped. Uh, okay. So we're going to, I guess we're segueing into the kicks you are newsletter right now. Uh, what is the thing that surprised you that surprised you the most in starting it off? I know there's right as we we're making this podcast, you have about 125 entries, which is Bro, just, that's a lot. Yeah, it's that's a lot, man. How, it is a lot. It is a lot. a lot. Honestly, 
I when I when I started it, I didn't really think that it was gonna be um I didn't think it was gonna be what it is today. And like that's not to say that like it's the biggest thing in the world, but it's way bigger than I thought it would be. Like right. I thought that it would be something that like maybe 30 people read and I could just write about my my favorite sneakers. But eventually once people started to catch wind of it, what it was about, what I was trying to do with it, it evolved into something different for me. I felt like I had to be the voice of the consumer where I had to talk about the the various releases that I was looking forward to or, you know, the what irritated me about last week's releases or, you know, the difference in in this shoe or that shoe and, and just how the market works overall. Like I wanted yeah. it to be an education experience for people while being sort of a, a therapy space for me. And I wanted us to all just kind of learn about this market and how it works together as the newsletter progresses. And and it's I, I think it's done a pretty, pretty good job of of that for a lot of people. Oh, you've been doing great. You've built a, a great community. I think every Thursday you have like a thread where everybody be Bro. showing off their shoes. I, I've always I don't think I've I've ever I've never trolled you on this before. Um, but I've thought about it. Uh, I was going to like, just <laughs> send a picture, just some socks. A lot of people, a lot of people have person. done that, bro. But, but you know what though? Socks make a fit, bro. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, yeah, I, I have a stance sock membership every, every, uh, every month. They send me two pairs of socks for like $20. That's hard. And I'm like, I can't choose the pairs. But they they only they haven't missed. They haven't missed once. I have <laughs> I got some to, they got but they, it's like so cool how they have like special designs on these socks and they don't and I don't feel like I feel like I have to pay three hundred and fifty dollars to like match the perfect shoe with it. Right. If I got right. if I got white shoes, I got socks that have the Tabasco symbol logo auto. Right. And then people are like, where you get those socks? I'm like, that's hard. Yo, Stan's pay this man because he, uh, he might need to pay me, bro. He might just bag me like, <laughs> like I might sign up for this. Like, I'm trying to tell people, man. It's because again, I still am not a shoe person because, like, I'm more of a I'll wear a, a lot of Adidas shoes because, and that goes back to my track days yeah. when I was in high school. My freshman year, I wore these Nike track spikes. And then I just messed up my feet somehow. Like I, whenever I would run, I was like, "Yo, I think these I think these cleats are too narrow for me, or whatever." This is my first year running track. And then the next year, I switched over to Adidas, and then I won the state championship in our division, or whatever. So I was like, "All humble right, flex. humble flex." And I was like, "Okay, I'm only wearing Adidas spikes from then on." So I became fascinated with spikes, like track spikes, like how much they weighed how many how many spikes are on the shoe like how nice they looked and everything and that's where i became like kind of fascinated and like what but these this is like how can i get the like an extra advantage in like running right and then uh i stopped running track and i just stopped paying attention to shoes again i was but i was always i was like all right i wear i got adidas let me get the uh, let me get a pair of white shoes we get a pair of black shoes. <laughs> and we get a pair of blue shoes. They got the stripes on. All right, people won't bully me. All right, let me get a pair. <laughs> Bro, but I mean that honestly speaks to that speaks to the culture to me because like they're they're like like everybody kind of assumes that like sneaker culture is about like what you wear and like whether you look fly or not and like that's a that's a big part of it. It is, but but the other part is functionality right because like every sneaker is made to serve a certain purpose whether it's track or whether it's basketball or whether it's like a trainer or whatever like every shoe has a, a specific purpose for being created the the way that it is so like i i feel like i feel like that's that's like an underrated part of um sneaker culture it's like the the functionality of the shoes like that's that's one of the things that i i probably should explore um a little bit more. But yeah. Another big hurdle, I think, for me is that... Double entendre. What? Hurdles. Track. Oh, God. Ooh. My bad. Ooh. 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 See what you did? You pointed out to me what I did. I didn't even, I wasn't even, <laughs> I wasn't even, even thinking about that. But 
a big obstacle. See, I'm not saying hurdle this time. A big <laughs> obstacle is that I don't think I know where to start, right? Yeah. I think that's like kind of intimidating uh, for new people that are trying to get in the sneaker head space. So what advice would you offer and what resources would you recommend in addition to your newsletter, right? Because newsletter is like, the, that's a good, that's a good yeah. starting point. I think, I think the most important thing for people to do, if you want to get into sneaker, and that, that's the other thing. It's like, you don't like have to want to get into it. Like you just do it, right? Like you just kind of jump into it. You, you buy the shoe that you like, like my biggest thing in, in talking to people who are kind of new to it and, and are sort of exploring the the direction they want to go with it is, you know, just do what you love at the end of the day. Like if you see a shoe and you think it's fly, I don't care what brand it is. I don't care what color it is. I don't care what it looked like. Like it could be like an air monarch for all I care. Like the ugliest shoe on the planet. If you like <laughs> it, if you like that joint, rock it. Like that's, that's what you have to do at the end of the day. And, and no matter what anybody else thinks of it or, you know, what anybody else says about it, that's your shoe. Like that's the shoe that defines you and and how you fit in into this culture. So I, I think like the first thing that you have to do is kind of accept that, yo, I like what I like. And if you don't rock with it, that's fine. But you you can just wear whatever you're gonna wear. At the end of the day, I'm a I'm gonna be in this and I'm a I'm a I'm a rock it the way I, I rock it. That's because that's what it is, that's what it's all about, bro. Like ain't nobody I'm I'm sure like the first person who wore like the um the Chuck Taylor as like a streetwear shoe was like, he was probably roasted. Yeah. <laughs> from, from like, this is different. Oh. yeah. Like people were probably like, yo, what? You're not wearing like a hard bottom, bro. Like <laughs> what? Like where, where are your, uh, Stacey Adams, bro? What are you, doing? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but, but at, at the end of the day, like they, they did it and it became the thing that it became because, the person just wore, you know, and that, and that grew like that trend started. And that's, that's kind of the origin of, of all of this. And, and the second thing I would say is that like, when you, when you do this, when you get into it, don't feel like you need to, to attack like all of the super popular releases that you see on, on the internet. Like, don't worry about, going to get the um the latest Jordan or or now would be the latest the latest dunk that's coming out like don't worry about copping what's on the sneakers app cuz you're going to get frustrated doing that one <laughs> Two, like you're not supposed to just follow the trend lines when you're doing this stuff you're supposed to blaze your own trail and i think that the most important thing you know, whether your your taste is, you know, unorthodox or whether you're just kind of like a normal dude looking to wear your regular, regular everyday shoes that everybody has. Like whatever you want to wear, bro, just just wear it. You know, don't don't do it because you see, I don't know, uh Playboy Cardi in like a, a Balenciaga triple S or something like that. Like you don't, don't, don't spend two thousand dollars on on a pair of shoes because you see whoever in it rock with which you can rock 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 which you can afford and rock what makes you happy bro Kill toes it is yeah rock <laughs> up, bro. i'm trying to tell you man like look man the shell toes that's a, that's a classic shoe like and I, those, and I have i've had like three renditions of them i've been like i i stick to what i know before before the dunk was hype, bro, I had dunks on dunks, bro. And and people were like, oh, that's not an Air Force One. What are you doing? And they look, and they look like it's like they're they're tight, man. Like you had the curve. You could you could literally buy Jordan ones off of the clearance rack for like fifty dollars in 2014. And now it's it's the hottest shoe on the market. Like this is like stocks. Yeah. It is. It is. That's the irritating part about all this is that I'm it's a, like stocks. I'm going to invest in some Crocs when we get out of here, you know. Post home. Post it. Speaking of like creating your own trails, recently we've seen 
athletes signed to brands that are either trying to expand or re-expand the basketball state, uh, basketball uh, space. We have Puma, New Balance, Lening. I don't know how. Is it Leaning? Leaning. 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 All right. My bad. Le- oh, Leaning. <laughs> ah, got it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, now, just how hard is it to enter such a dominant space? And do you think that they are those brands are going to find success in the future? Or what do they have to do to achieve success in the future? Yeah, I really think it depends on what you kind of look at as success in, in the field. Because, like, nobody's nobody's going to touch the level that Nike or or even Adidas, honestly, is on. Like, Adidas is probably more attainable to a brand like uh, leaning, for example, like that's probably an, uh, maybe, you know, 15, 20 years down the line, like you could see yourself being in that space as one of the premier brands in, in basketball. But like for mm-hmm. a lot of these brands, it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the game of basketball, right? Like, right. It's, it's, it's weird because if you look at the numbers, if you look at sales if you look at you know even from from a cultural standpoint of how people talk about signature basketball footwear like it's not in the greatest space honestly like if you if you boil that down the numbers i think signature basketball shoes or not even just signature basketball shoes but performance basketball shoes in general i think i remember um, matt powell said a few weeks back that they were like Three percent of the footwear sales market in um, oh, wow. in the U.S. last year in in 2020, and and that's like that's a very 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 small amount, right? And and it's yeah. because those shoes are very specific and made for one purpose, and that purpose is basketball. Where it's like you get something like the Jordan One that it was originally a basketball shoe, but now it's more of a lifestyle shoe. Now you see people kind of rocking it. You know, outside and and never wearing them on a basketball court because right. they feel yeah. their knees. Um, <laughs> like it, it, it's really it's really changed, and 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 yeah. then even like that fraction of the culture where like you have like the Jordan One and the Yeezy that represents like all of the hype stuff that that people like to do. That's even a, a that that in itself is a small fraction because like if you if you look at the numbers like something like the Monarch or the the Nike Tangent are, are going to sell way more than, um, than a Jordan one would. And so, so it's like, you can, you can be Nike and you can have your, um, you know, your LeBron James's, Kyrie Irving's, Giannis's, and you can give them shoes and that's great. But at the end of the day, like you're going to pay those dudes millions and millions of dollars and their shoes are not really going to have that type of investment for you at least not in, in, in the short term, like maybe when you get a guy like LeBron or, or Zion or somebody like that, like maybe it does, but, but right now I feel like, um, the smartest play in, in basketball or the smartest brand to me in basketball right now is, is New Balance, um, with, with Kawhi Leonard, like they've really, they've really taken their time and, and kind of jumping back into the thing. And he's just now getting his his first signature shoe. But before that, they they pretty much relaunched their whole basketball model on his back. Like they gave him the Omni and he wore that in, in the playoffs when the Raptors won a title. That shoe got like it got a, a ton of press. They made a, a ton of different colorways off of it. And then on top of that, like they put all of their lifestyle shoes on him to wear while he's in like the tunnel and, and walking through and people are seeing him. Yeah. And and now he has the spotlight cause he's a finals MVP. And, and like, that is like the biggest who in sneakers because he left Jordan for new balance and now he's making new balance, all this money. Another one is Puma. Like they don't even have a signature shoe athlete. Like their, their signature basketball shoe dude is, is a rapper. It's J Cole. Like yeah. J Cole has the, the, the dreamer and, He's never going to play a minute in the NBA, but J. Cole is also a guy who has this this sort of um, this this cult fan base and and this audience that stretches not only on just the basketball court, but even outside of that. Like 
he has a, a diverse audience and in a very very large scale like they they can scale that in different ways whereas like if you have somebody like like say they gave a, a signature shoe to like deandre ayton when they first signed him in yeah 2017 like that's nobody's buying that that's not going <laughs> it's not and like that's, that's no that's disrespect fair. but that's that's, 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 not, no that's not yeah it's just like a it's just like a when a new something new hits the market and it's like so new right right it's like it's like it's that that's a factor like it's so new that like you got to give people time to to kind of get used to your name but but also like if you if you give a shoe if you give a shoe to anyone then nine times out of ten that that thing will probably fail because not all of these dudes are are household names and um in different parts of america like you have a guy like lebron who is like super polarizing right and and is the most popular athlete in in North America. You can give him a signature shoe because like he performs on the court. And even if he didn't, people talk about him in a way that is going to make him a house. Like your your kid is going to want to buy the LeBron James shoe, right? Right. Even to do like Kyrie Irving, like you could do, do that with him. But then you, you go down the line with Nike and you see like, yo, like Paul George got a signature shoe. Like (laughs) we, we roast him every night. For, right. for hitting the backboard, right? And and it's like he's a he's a he's a great athlete. He's a great NBA player, but is he one who is is worthy of of a, a a signature shoe? Like probably not, but like he has one, so I guess he is worthy. Like it, yeah. it, it's 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 a really it's a really weird thing, and and that's why like I think Puma's so smart because like they don't have a single signature shoe athlete, but like if you talk about like what brand has been talked about more on the court over like the last three years between like Puma and Adidas. Like that's, that's a lot closer than you would think it is. Right. I mean, Adidas has, has James Harden and and Donovan Mitchell. And Lillard. Yeah. Yeah. And Damian Lillard and, and Puma has like their, their most notable guy might've been uh, Kyle Kuzma before the mellow ball. So it's, it's, it's all relative, bro. Like it's, it's what what you, what you want to consider the, the standard for for success in the market and then how the brand goes about having that success like that that's that's kind of what it boils down to for me okay that's that's starting to make a little bit more more sense now thank you for cleaning that up it doesn't make that much sense but but it's making you're making a little bit more sense out of it to me that's what that's what i'm saying yeah um let's talk about your new show uh special delivery shout out to it man how did how did that come about, and uh, what are your plans for the show, short term and long term? Yeah, so man, it was it was weird because like so so shout out to um, my boss Nate Scott because he literally called me one day and was like, "Yo, uh, you want to do a, a an unboxing show?" And I'm like, "Bro, I've been wanting to pitch this to you for so long." <laughs> <laughs> But it was really, it was really, it was really weird because the the whole reason that it came about was because of a Chrissy Teigen retweet. Like, I never thought that that would be a thing, but like we did, we did a video on um, on Mamba Week, right? Where yeah, everybody was trying to cop the um, the Kobe fives, and nobody could do it because all the resellers and all their bots bought them up and put them on the resale market, like the gross folks that they are and people were pissed and and like i i caught wind of that and i caught wind of that really early like on the newsletter i was like warning people like yo you're probably not going to get these like it's going to be it's going to be a struggle and if you don't get them like i'm sorry you you didn't get them but like at the same time try to 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 keep calm because this isn't going to be or shouldn't be the last kobe release um and like it happened and people were just upset and I was just like, oh, like it's really a shame that, you know, somebody like me has to tell people it not to or to try try to calm people down. Right. To to get them to to be a little bit more patient to to get a shoe like this when like a brand like Nike could easily just satisfy all these people because like 
right. they they made this launch a limited launch and and it 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 didn't really have to be that but like long story short like i i i made a video we cut it um it was really just me talking about these shoes and yeah i posted it on twitter and i guess somebody retweeted it and then chrissy teigen caught wind of it and it was like gross nike and then, like, <laughs> and then like the tweet blew up and it was like yo uh it's crazy and then my boss's boss just emailed him and then he emailed me and was like yo this is great stuff we needed to do more of this whatever whatever and i'm just like well shit like we need to do more of this then if this, is, if this is what we want and so um, like I was, I was trying to figure out ways to, to kind of get it done. And one of the pitches that I had, um, was to do an unboxing show. And, and then, like I said, Nate called me and was like, yo, we, you, do you want to do an unboxing show? I'm like, absolutely. And so, um, me and Evan, shout out to Evan, my, my producer who does literally everything. Like he has saved my life on this thing. Like, oh, you, 10 got, times team. you got a team, huh? Yeah, we we look got it, a we got a, we got a team of uh, of three. <laughs> look, at, look at you though, bro. Look at you. No, but it, it's like it's crazy because like Evans also a sneakerhead. Like from jump when I when I came to for the win, he was like, "Yo, I see you with the newsletter. We gotta get sneaker content on this site because because like it's so natural to you. It's also very natural to me. Like this is this is what we love, so we should do it. And and now like we get this forum to do it and it's been it's just been really cool it's been a really really cool experience you got any you got any big plans that you can share he's like taking it one episode at a time yeah we're we're mostly taking it one episode at a time um especially since we like just launched this thing it's like yeah. it's still so early um to like see how this thing projects out like we do have some ideas but like nothing like concrete at this point i'm really I'm not even gonna hold you. Like I'm just trying to get my myself together so that like when Evan is like editing, he doesn't have to do like a, a, a bunch of shit. Cause like I'm just like, yo, like I need to run that again. Like, yeah, yo, why yeah. I keep messing up here? Like, cause this is like my first like time writing scripts or anything like that. So it's like it's it's weird, man. It's weird. But you're, I'm glad that it's a good thing that you're thinking about that though. You know, it's good yeah. that you're like, how can I put my producer in the easiest situation to win? Yeah. Right. And yeah. that's also a big thing, especially when you have the time to actually like do takes over again. Usually when I do writing for a video, I will film something four or five times. If I'm doing like a short bit, I'll film it four or five times. Then I can actually go in editing and see which one of the five that I actually like. Right. And so right. Out of the five, out of the five shots we ever we do, I like two of them, and then that's you just go from there. It's a really like good practice to get into. Is that the fact that like do do more takes than than necessary, just just yeah. in case. Um, we probably do. We probably do. Like we do everything at least four times, and yeah, like there are times where we go like six or seven because i'm just like bro i just don't really feel like i did that well <laughs> like but i mean that's that's a that's a that's a, that's a good thing because it's not like yeah. that's not like they immediately he's like sykes didn't like this cut we will now delete the footage and then right. reshoot right. like you still have it at the end um which which is always good all right the last thing i'm going to ask is what advice would you give for someone trying to be in your position down the road journalism wise i know that you've been at a couple of places since we have uh, worked together at uh, SB Nation. Um, so I wonder, I just wanted to know what your advice was for someone that either wants to be in your space or kind of just wants to have their own newsletter, do some video work as well, and kind of just wrap up the podcast on that note as well. My biggest tip to anybody who wants to jump into not even just the sneaker space, but just journalism in, in general you have to be very fluid with this thing um, because like you have all of these ideas of what you, you could be and what you're going to do in the field. And a lot of times those ideas are shut down by doors that may or may not have anything to do with you. And so like, you have to yeah. kind of, you have to kind of 
be be flexible, be versatile, and adjust your skill set as as needed when necessary. I think for me, um, coming up, I never thought that I would write about sneakers. It was just something that I I loved and something that I had I had a passion for. I didn't think that I would ever have an editor who would say, "Yo." we want you to open boxes of shoes on camera. But at a certain point, I knew that, you know, this is something that I am passionate about. There are skill sets that I have and that I've developed over the years at these different stops that I've made that I can apply to this space that I have a real passion for. And so let me find a good mix of things to to do over there. And so I started a newsletter. I, wrote about sneakers at pretty much every stop that I've been at in in this in the journalism space and eventually people see that kind of thing people see your passion and people see your talent and when when they see that they they get behind it you know and you just kind of got to keep keep chipping away keep going at that grindstone and until um until you find your 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 moment, until you find the the space that that you're supposed to to be in. Like there have definitely been nights where I'm just like, yo, I don't really know why I'm doing this. Like I don't know what this is going to <laughs> turn into. Like yeah. why would why would I even do this sort of thing? Where like, like nobody cares about shoes. Like whatever, bro. Like it doesn't matter. But like at the end of the day, like if you do the thing that you love and you have a real passion for that thing. If you can look at your, at yourself in the mirror and be like, yo, that that's good work. And, and I'm really glad that I did that. Then I feel like you're, you're, you're golden, but you know, after I'm remembering the time where uh, you remember when we played like NBA live 05 on that on Twitch. Yeah. And I had, I didn't, I yeah. didn't have like all the good equipment yet. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. That was, that was that like, I remember you had the, um, I think you had the Kyrie twos in there or the Kyrie threes or whatever. Yeah. I'm just like going over it. And I'm like, bro, like I just got super nerdy on camera. It was embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, bro, look at the trade in these things, bro. You see, you see this right here. This is so that when Kyrie crosses over, like he doesn't fall. And like, I was was just looking at you. I was like, (laughs) I know this man's spitting, but I just do not understand. Oh, that video probably still exists somewhere, man. It probably I, 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 does. I, I gotta go find it. Yeah. Oh. Nah, don't find that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Thank you so much for joining me. This was a this was a really fun episode. And you know, best of luck to you with the show. Best of luck to you with the newsletter, and and everything that you do. I know you're you're moving on up to to great heights, man. You. Man. From, work, from working together to having your own production team, bro. Crazy, son. It's crazy. Crazy. Shout out to it, man. Thanks for having me. Of course. Anytime. For those of you, if you guys are first time listeners, feel free to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also find uh, Chill and Kofi on Spotify and YouTube. Um, this podcast aims to come out once a week, but uh, once every two weeks, because I also at this point have a full time job and get really busy. So, I'm trying my best over here, but we're going to keep having some more episodes for you in the future. So stay tuned for that. Thank you guys for all tuning in and I'll see you guys. Well, you'll listen to me next time. Bye.